sermon podcast of Dan Roschke, pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information about Bethlehem, visit our website at blclife.org. But now, here's Pastor Dan and his sermon for today. Siblings in Christ, sisters and brothers, welcome to the reality of Jesus in our midst. We feel the waters, we hear the word, we taste the meal, we share in community with one another through the power of the Holy Spirit. Welcome to the reality of the living Christ in our midst. And yet... We have today images and ideas of, well, maybe not yet. (laughs) Another call today to be patient in this Advent season. Advent 3, not yet Christmas. It's like something is still not quite here. I don't mean Jesus, like Jesus isn't among us already. And I do mean Jesus. This week is a good time to remember that paradox of Christianity, that already and not yetness of our faith. We hold the paradox as people of faith, as followers of Jesus. We live in the paradox, that already and not yet. Our Advent faith is complicated, and it lasts all year round. Advent faith is complicated especially for our Western minds that want to explain and reason everything out, not just to convince our children or others, but to convince ourselves. How can Jesus be simultaneously here and not here? (laughs) Here, not here. Have you heard that saying lately? Sorry, not sorry. Advent is a time to actually celebrate very here and not yet here at the very same time. So I think... Given that, I think we find ourselves nodding along this morning with John the Baptist in prison. This text of John behind prison bars, he's, he's wondering, what? He's wondering, is this Jesus really the one? John the Baptist was all full of prophecy and power last week. Advent 2, we read about John in the wilderness. Um, look at him now. He's fatigued. What happened to all that wilderness passion, all the uh, calling out hypocrites and baptizing and preaching about repentance and, and the locusts and the wild honey? I mean, that, that takes guts. It takes chutzpah. What happened to him now? He's sitting there doubting. He got locked up. That's what happened. He got isolated from what he does, from what he loves to do. His view got suddenly very restricted. He's just peering through those bars. It's a little like living in a room in the basement for days and days and days after testing positive for COVID. (laughs) You know what I mean? Getting cut off is bound to have an impact on your outlook, on your energy, on your spirit, on your hope and your joy. Fatigue is real. John's doubt is real. Are you the one 
Jesus, are you the one who is to come or are we to wait for another? John asks. Can you relate to that? And then we have other readings in our text for today that help us come back to what Jesus is about to say in the gospel reading. Let me go back to the James reading. That's about patience. He uses this beautiful image of the farmer simply waiting. The farmer waiting patiently for the rains. The farmer knows what's happening beneath the, the surface in his fields, in her fields. The farmer understands. And then we have Isaiah. Isaiah's painting, I'd call it. It's like a masterpiece in Paris or something, isn't it? This ima these images that Isaiah comes at us with, the desert blooming. What a gift. Image of waters in the desert pooling. The desert does bloom, you know. It, it's not often, but we used to go out when we lived in uh, Southwest, and you'd go out to the desert once a year. Go wait all year for those flowers, and then you'd have this time where the desert blooms. We just have to wait for it. Kind of like the cherry blossoms here. That'd be good Advent activity. Go walk the tidal basin this week. <laughs> Maybe even during the rain this week. Uh, just look at those trees. That'd be very John in prison, very Isaiah 35, or, or very Farmer James. Can we be patient, trusting that it will come? See, the people in Isaiah's time were in captivity in Babylon. When Isaiah's writing, his audience, a whole people were locked up behind bars. Vision cut short, hope down. Their terror was real. Their, their hope was as bright as a match about to burn out. We live in a time of deconstruction, post-modernity it's been called. We can explain away just about everything. The movement of the stars, reasons why. The changing of the seasons, the microscopic viruses and bacterias. We can explain away all kinds of things. The adult abuser with deep-seated childhood issues and emotional wounds. We can explain away all kinds of things. We can explain away these ancient Bible passages too, about the authorship and the agendas of those authors and the social location. We can talk the holy out of just about anything and anyone. We can, we can sneer at faithfulness in this day and age like it's just some naive belief in old world magic. Even entertaining sermons, you know, smoke and mirrors, we say. Just a performance, just a show, just an exhibition, just a job. But friends, Isaiah's still painting the vision of hope blooming. Cling to that vision. Cling to that painting of Isaiah. Right in the midst of the sneering and the explaining away in our time. Right in the midst of the despair of these days. Right in the midst of the match burning out in the prison cell. Isaiah lights a fire, paints a picture of a swimming pool in the desert and flowers. And then says, be strong. Do not fear. 
here is your God. Here, now, is your God. And then there's Jesus in this gospel text. What does he say? John's saying, is this, is this really the one? Or are we to wait for another? Is this Jesus the one? And Jesus says, go tell John. You go tell John. And anyone whose hope and faith and love is burning out, you go tell them what's really happening out there. What you hear and what you see, that the blind are receiving their sight, that the lame are walking, the lepers are being cleansed, the poor are having good news brought to them. These are all ways of saying that there is life out there. There is healing and transformation out there, even now. And by the way, Jesus isn't saying all this as, as kind of a counterpunch. You know, like John saying, no, it's not happening, and Jesus is punching back. Yeah, it is, almost like with some shame. Almost like, you fool. <laughs> Look at all these things that are happening, you idiot. No, he's not doing that. He's comforting John. Hope you hear Jesus' response as comfort. He's comforting John. Tell John, my brother, my cousin, my relative, member of my community, you go tell him and anyone who's hurting that there are good things out there. Then he goes on to name John's greatness. <laughs> the whole rest of our passage for today, the one who's doubting his brains out, this John, Jesus calls him the goat, you know, the greatest of all time. The compassion of Jesus, what I'm saying is the compassion of Jesus continues to drench those who are most parched. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because the news doesn't cover those stories doesn't mean good things and good people aren't out there. It's true in the church too. Just because crowds aren't mulling in herds around the tidal basin cherry trees like they will later in April, it's still happening. Healings, restorations, transformations, new growth in quiet ways, tiny green shoots peeking out of old stumps, another painting of Isaiah. And sometimes, sometimes, that just means maintaining, dropping under the frenzy for a bit. I think about what's happening um, on the forest floors, all uh, throughout these forests, all these woods around us. What's happening there underneath all the dead leaves? What's happening? Dropping down under the frenzy for a bit. Nothing fancy, just maintaining, just making visits, checking in on one another, just gathering for weekly worship, just saying hi to neighbors, just raising up and caring for our children in our communities, in our schools, just trying to share our bread with hungry people, just giving regularly, just staying present with the community, just showing up again and again. Companionship in this discipleship is at the heart. In this, in this text here, John, remember, he's talking to disciples, plural, they're out there doing things, and they're, and they're in pairs. Jesus pairs us up. 
Jesus gathers us together so we're not alone out there. Might not be big numbers, but we're not alone. Just because you don't see it all doesn't mean it's not there. You know, just to get a little personal here, your kind texts and little notes while I was sick these last two plus weeks, I don't, I don't, I can't quite explain uh, what a gift that was. Just little heart emojis, <laughs> flowers. It reminded me again that goodness is still out there. You were like little Isaiahs to me, painting me flowers in the desert, in the loneliness, in the isolation. This is what John needed, too. All he could see was pain. We know he's not going to be alive much longer. As this text goes, death was on his doorstep. Herod takes his life. And yet, he receives that vision of hope, that good news of God's action, even with death on his doorstep. Christ's reality in and among the people and the earth itself. This Advent faith is a complicated one. It is a field of dirt. And most are wondering what's exciting about a field of dirt, but we know, siblings in Christ, we know what's beneath the surface, what's coming. And even cooped up, we can be joyful. Even in the rain, we can dance. Even in sorrow, we can sing. For comfort, comfort is ours through Christ who comes to us, who is with us now. Tell them that God's pardon is for everyone. We sang this hymn, Comfort, Comfort My People, around our gospel text this morning. The words in that hymn, tell them that their war is over. Tell them that God will reign in peace forever. Tell them that God's pardon is for everyone. May that good news of Christ's love and deep abiding presence light up your winter night, your long winter night, and warm your troubled heart. In Jesus' name, amen. at Bethlehem Lutheran Church, thank you for listening. Check us out again soon. And to learn more about our national church body, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, visit elca.org. Goodbye for now. And remember, God's outpouring of grace and peace never runs dry. Here's to a new day. Evangelical. That was terrible. To learn more about our national church body. Start over, the- start over. <laughs> okay. Is that hard? No, not really. Pretty easy? Yeah. You could edit.